Hi everyone, Podmother Amber here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fairy Podmothers. I just wanted to give you a heads up that there are a couple of audio issues for this episode. For example, you might hear one of us answer a question before the other is finished asking it. This issue was due to our server and out of our control. Definitely a them problem and not an us problem. This is a great episode about some of the holiday offerings around Disney, so we wanted to share it with you. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. I'm Rachel, and I'm joined by Podmother's Amber and Stephanie. And Amber is actually at the Grand Floridian right now. Amber, you want to tell us a little bit about your trip? Sure. We've been here since um, Saturday, checked in, and we're recording this on Tuesday. So we are leaving tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So it's, what, a four or five-day trip. Um, We like to, you know, go back and be with our families for actual Thanksgiving day. So we came down here for a few days and it's been really fun. Um, Even though we come a few times a year, we try to find one new thing to do every time. And so that's always fun to do. Awesome. Are you all ready for Turkey day then? I think so. Um, We're having it at my husband's sisters. She lives outside of Fort Lauderdale. So we're driving down tomorrow, um, maybe two or three hour drive, not that bad. Um, And I was super proud of myself for being so smart. Um, And I Instacarted the groceries because I volunteered to, you know, help with one of the meals one day. And she was like, sure, you can do breakfast. So I Instacarted all the stuff for pancakes and fruits and mimosas. And it's going to get there tomorrow, right as we're getting there. So feeling super proud of myself on that one. That's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, that foresight. (laughs) I don't know that I would have had that. And Stephanie, you also recently got back from a trip too. We did. We drove back. We started our drive on Friday. Um, So we were there in the parks from Sunday to Thursday. And we stayed at Saratoga Springs. It was our first time staying there. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Just (laughs) Tell the listeners, I am actually on my balcony right now at the Grand Floridian, and one of the boats is going by on the lake. So if you guys hear music or horns blaring, that's what's going on. I love it. So, yeah, so we were there the week um, prior to Thanksgiving week, and I think that was a really good time to go. I love November. The weather's incredible. It was so nice. We didn't get a drop of rain. We're used to going in September, October, and we did not get a drop of rain. Um, The spirit jersey really came in handy a couple nights (laughs) because I had always thought, why are they selling these things in Florida? And it turns out you do need them every once in a while. There you go. Well, for this week's episode of the Fairy Podmothers, we are discussing the holidays at Disney World. And since we've all had the opportunity to visit within the past month and Christmas officially started at Disney on November 6th, we are going to talk the holidays tonight. Disney World does so many special things during the holiday season. So let's dig in. Amber, do you want to start and talk about the decorations at the various parks? 
Sure. So at every park has a massive Christmas tree, usually somewhere in the front of the park. And it's really cool that all of the trees kind of reflect the personality of that park. So at Magic Kingdom, the tree to me seems really whimsical. They have um, some oversized wrapped presents underneath the huge ornaments on the tree. Um, I think it was like rocking horse ornaments. Epcot also has kind of that classic Thanksgiving kind of tree. Um, Animal Kingdom, though, their tree reflects um, kind of the personality of that park, too. They have what looks like a lot of recycled materials, kind of a brown and tan um, color scheme. And then Hollywood Studios has that retro look that, you know, we just all love. It's so super cute. Um, there's also some touches on some of the rides. So not just the big tree, but some of the rides and attractions also have some cute overlays. I love the things inside the land. Um, the boat ride that you take um, living with the land, they have some super cute things with the plants that they do in there to dress them up a little bit for Christmas. There were some other rides too, but that one was my favorite. That is really cute. This is Marlin Speedway still do the, like the Christmas lights around the edges of it. That's one I saw last year. I went you on know? that several times since we had to rider swap Space Mountain and it did not have anything yet, but I was okay. still there early in November. Okay. That's and I did not notice anything yesterday when we were there. Okay, so maybe that one's not going to be uh, featured this year. I know the Jingle Bell Cruise was going when we were there. Yes, I that was my first time seeing it. I loved seeing all the additions. Um, uh, Trader Sam, you know, had a little <laughs> bit of Santa touches, which uh -huh. just yes. made it even better. <laughs> um, kind of to go back to Animal Kingdom, that's one of my, I mean, I've said it before, it's my favorite park. But I really like, as you are... Coming around, um, oh my gosh, the name of the souvenir shop just escaped me. As you're looking at the tree, it's the one off to the left. Okay. And at the top, they have, they had oh, them back in yes. January and they had them this year and they're white and icy blue. And I think there's some dark blue accents, but it's very abstract. They're animals, kind of made right? with shapes into animals, yes. yes. And back in January, this was, of course, pre-COVID, they had cast members coming out controlling puppets that looked like those same decorations, and they would walk around in that Discovery Island Center. And that's those are some of my favorite decorations. But the Hollywood Studios, kind of that mid-century vibe at hollywood studios i just love that i love it it's too. my favorite Me too. it is so darling it's like going back in time to your grandparents house and like seeing all the old timey <laughs> decorations i love it and you guys want to say anything else about the um parks because i do want to touch on the resorts a little bit too um there are some cute photo pass opportunities and some of the um photo pass photographers are doing some extra magic um, shots. At Epcot, they had a special filter for their camera that turned the Christmas lights into Mickey heads. So I don't know if they're doing that at other parks too, but it was really cute. So when you get your picture on your phone, all the twinkling lights are little Mickey heads from the tree. Mm. 
And then at, um, I think it was Magic Kingdom, they put our picture in, in a snow globe. So that was really cute. We got a couple more from Magic Kingdom and I can share them with Rachel right. so you can put them on the page. At Magic Kingdom, they were having, usually the dad put his hands up by his head and then our magic shot was he had on an elf's hat and then <laughs> a really fun one with the kids they had them put their hand out and you know like they do if they're holding pascal or tinkerbell but when we looked at the photos they were actually holding a plate with a giant mickey cookie and it was really fun because i was looking through the photos and i looked at my kids and i said whoa Y'all did not share your cookie with me. And they look at the picture. They're like, we didn't have that cookie. It, it's it's very realistic looking. Stephanie, we got that one too. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait a second. I don't remember having that. It's really cute. <laughs> That's funny. All right. All right. <laughs> Amber, any more about the parks? No, I think that's it. Okay, so what about the resorts? I mean, typically they themselves are worth visiting during the holiday season because they get pretty decked out. I know with COVID, things are scaled back somewhat this year. What could a visitor still look forward to? So I have only been in my resort. We're staying at the Grand Floridian, like we mentioned earlier. And, you know, they typically have that um, gingerbread house in the lobby and the huge tree. I don't even know how many stories tall this tree is. Um, but the gingerbread house is not there, unfortunately, this year. I'm sure that just with all the safety precautions and covid all of the time and effort that it takes to construct that house. I think they start months in advance. Mm -hmm. um, so that one didn't happen this year, but the tree is still there and she is as beautiful as always. That's awesome. I know Wilderness Lodge has their tree up. Are there any other resorts that are kind of doing some holiday touches? Not that I saw. There may be that I didn't get around to, okay. but yeah. Cool. A lot of times the resorts will have, like Amber said, you know, really nice trees or garlands. And then um, some of them have the different gingerbread houses, like the Contemporary has one and the Beach Club has one. So hopefully those things will come back next year. I really hope so. My fingers are crossed. All right. So some special character cavalcades are adding extra magic as well this season. Stephanie, do you want to tell the listeners what the cavalcades are and give us an idea of what these entail in the parks? Sure. Um, so the cavalcades are mini parades. They are generally only one to two floats and then some walking characters. So in Magic Kingdom, we saw there were the, um, the Nutcracker men, like the marching drummers, mm -hmm. And yeah, then they were going around with the marching band playing Christmas carols and, you know, different Christmas music. There was a float that had a house decorated for Christmas. And I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no problem. No, no. Um, but the, um, the house had some characters in it. And I want to say it was like Pluto and Goofy. And then there was um, another cavalcade that has... Merida coming out in front with the horse and then 
there were six more princesses on five or six more princesses on a float and they were all dressed in their you know winter christmas finest that was very neat but my favorite of course i have to go back to animal kingdom santa comes around and the animal kingdom cavalcades come around on the water so a really good place to stop right now take a break from the mask you know sit down in the um, Rivers of Light Stadium, and you can watch the cavalcades come through. So Santa came through on the river, Pocahontas and Miko came, uh, Chip and Dale, tag, go ahead. Can I tag on to that, Stephanie? Yeah. We had lunch at Flame Tree Barbecue, and you know how they have those different sections of tables as you you can keep walking down and go to different areas? Yes. Um, they have some of their, um, seating areas are down right by the water so we had our lunch right there and we had a prime viewing spot for those floating cavalcades going oh, by that's a good thing oh, so good they would kind of make a loop yeah they yeah. would make a loop and go by that seating area like the stadium that you were talking about and then they would um, loop around to our side and be right in front of us. And they also loop around to the bridge between Pandora and Africa so if you are in the standby queue for flight of passage and it and when we were there it went all the way to the bridge to africa by the way the bridge to africa is only one way pandora to africa you cannot enter pandora from africa but the floats come around by there and they there was um chip and dale and they were dressed i believe as chester and hester from <laughs> halloween i don't know what that has to do with christmas but you know goofy was in a santa outfit and we found that, and then Mickey and Minnie came through, and we found with my daughter that we were sitting in the stadium, and if she made a big heart with her hands, like like she was drawing a heart in the air, they would interact with her and do that back. Santa has a um, microphone, so he was able to say... <laughs> Sorry. He was able to say, you know, hi, princess. And so that was really neat. But yeah, any of those places, if you just stop for a while and, you know, sit and watch, they'll come through and they come through pretty often. I did not get to see the cavalcade at Hollywood Studios. And the one at Epcot was very similar to Magic Kingdom. It was princesses or the Fab Five on like a trolley almost, but I did not get to see the ones at Hollywood studios. Okay. I have to say, I oh, saw, I saw one at Hollywood studios today. I don't know if there are others, but the one I saw was Santa and he was in the red convertible with some elves dancing in front of him. Oh, neat. So there may be some others with um, characters, but he's the one that we did. The catch. two I really like one is at Hollywood studios and it's a Pixar one and it has like, the Monsters, Inc. Um, characters. And then it also has the drummers from Toy Story actually drumming, which is a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. This is the, the yes. Toy Soldiers. And my favorite yeah, Green Army is um, the Magic Kingdom one. They have a float that has Clarabelle on it, and she's making sugar cookies, and it smells like cookies <laughs> as it goes through. It's really Aww. cute. That might be one the one. Special... Oh, sorry, Amber. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. One special thing that Santa did at Magic Kingdom, there was a little boy standing beside us, and I guess he had his name on his shirt, and um, Santa pointed right at him and goes, Charlie, I heard you've been a good boy this year. 
And it was amazing to have just Santa say his name, mm. you know? That was, was really neat. Cool. My daughter was holding, she bought the Pluto plushie from Pirates of the Caribbean where he's got the keys in his mouth and the pirate mm -hmm. uh, bandana. And when Pluto and the Fab Five came through in Epcot, he lost it. He was so excited. He kept pointing at himself and then pointing at the plushie. And they <laughs> all were pointing at Pluto and then the plushie. And so it's just finding those ways that the children can interact with the characters from afar that still are meaningful. You know, they can't get the hugs right now and the autographs, but they are they are really going the extra mile to make sure that the children still get those personalized interactions. I love that. All right. Well, it sounds like we've right. given listeners a lot of different options for cavalcades and there are quite a few. <laughs> so let's transition to food. There are a ton of specialty treats in the park right now. I'm going to recommend a few ladies. Feel free to jump in and add your favorites. If I miss one that you really liked. So magic kingdom, I had the twice upon a cupcake. It's like a, one of their special cupcakes that has vanilla um, cake, red velvet, Mickey hidden in the middle of it, um, a confetti Christmas tree on top. It's pretty uh, elaborate, but it's not too sickening sweet. It was actually really good. Did you guys try that one? It sounds too pretty to eat. <laughs> and then I did not try that. The other thing I had that I really liked in Magic Kingdom, they had a salted caramel milkshake with a silver sugar churro. And I'm not a fan of salted caramel because I don't like too much salt, but it was actually really good. It sounds really good. And I think I just went into a diabetic <laughs> coma just hearing the name of exactly. it. Exactly. Um, and then an Epcot. I didn't, wasn't there. I mean, I think the Festival of the Holidays starts officially on November 27th. Um, but they have a lot of specialty food booths that are going on during the Festival of the holiday, Holidays. I always like the cheese fondue with the bread and the baby vegetables. Is there anything you all like from the Festival of the Holidays? We didn't get anything from the festival per se. We ate at my husband's favorite restaurant, mm -hmm. Beer Garden, at the Germany Pavilion. And after that, we were too stuffed to get the other seasonal sure. things. We, we went around to the booths and the, um, the bun from the China booth okay. was the highlight for us walking around Epcot. I tried the lobster tail. It's at the um, the citrus stand. I was not I was not really a fan. I I like my lobster just you know with a side of butter. This had a citrus sauce on it, so I thought I would give it a chance. I I didn't really care for it. I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't get it again. Um, and the the meat was really really tough to get out, especially with um, plasticware. Stephanie, I tried that one too, and I could not get into it. It wasn't it wasn't good. No, um, <laughs> we also had the filet from the Canada cart. That was definitely worth getting again. Mm -hmm. One thing that intrigued me, I saw that was coming for the festival of the holidays is in Mexico. They're having a pumpkin spice margarita. And I was, I don't know if I think that sounds good, but it just sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. I have got some beef with the Mexico pavilion right now. And I've just got to, I've got to let it out. I've got to, this out, is the girl. airing, no. uh, you know, Festivus is coming early this year. And <laughs> Air those it is, it is my fault, 
but I don't generally carry my ID when I'm in Disney. I use my magic band to pay for everything. And I, I don't know, I, you know, I'm 36. I don't expect to be carded. And I went to go order my avocado margarita the best. and the sweet, <laughs> the best, sweet yes. man from Mexico. And I was, I was super happy to see uh, one of the ambassadors rather than, you know, your regular cast member. So I was super thrilled to see him at the bar, but he carded me. Oh no. And I was not happy. We had, we did not have plans <laughs> to go back to the room. And by the time we went back around to where my husband could have gone in, line there was a line to get into the pavilion so we uh scratched that but i mean i you know he has a lot more to lose should he get into trouble so i could it's not his fault it was completely my fault but right. oh man i so i did i never got my avocado margarita i Aww. they have them at um <laughs> they have them at frontera kachina but we I, I didn't have time to run over to disney Springs. so mm -hmm. i have my amazon cart filled with the hibiscus salt um, just ready to, you know, pull the trigger when it's time for me to make one at home. Cause there are some really good copycat recipes. <laughs> there are, there are. All right. Well, there's also a cookie stroll that's apparently popular and we've not done it, but if you like cookies, they have a passport where you can get stamps after you buy five cookies around the world showcase. And once you buy five, you get a free peppermint mini cookie. So if people really like sugar and they really like cookies, that might be something to try. Now, I did not get to try um, many of the um, the holiday treats, but my kids had been begging me all week to get cotton candy. So we finally got some cotton candy at the popcorn stand over by Casey's, and it was blue and white. And I don't know. I, I, I was just trying to look. I don't know what the flavor is, but the white cotton candy definitely had more of a wintry feel to it. It was really good. I normally can't tell one cotton candy flavor from the other, but the white mm -hmm. cotton candy that they have right now, is really, really good. I saw it at a couple other stands. Mm -hmm. And what flavor did you say I don't know. I'm I was trying to find it. Okay. It definitely had more of like a wintry you know, holiday feel to it, but I don't know. I could, I could be making uh -huh. that up. Maybe it was just the ambiance of Magic Kingdom at the holidays. <laughs> I don't know. Well, two of my favorites that we had on our recent visit were in Hollywood Studio at the Trolley Car Cafe, and one was the holiday whoopie pie. It's a red velvet whoopie pie with cream cheese frosting in the middle. It's super good. And then a chocolate chestnut pine cone. So there's like a praline leaf on the bottom. It has chocolate cake and then a hazelnut mousse. And those are both awesome if you like red velvet or chocolate. That sounds really good. Love red velvet. treats that you all have had while you were there during the holidays and you want to recommend? Well, I had a red velvet cupcake at the Grand Floridian. I think my husband brought it up from their quick service that we have in the back. A lot of people don't realize there's a quick service restaurant at Grand Floridian because you have to walk kind of around the building to get to it, but it's called Gasparilla's. Um, and it was a red velvet cupcake with a cream cheese center with um, icing, cream cheese icing Yum. on top as well. It was delicious. It took me like two days to oh, eat wow. all of it. Very different, Amber. <laughs> I'm always like rich. grabbing a dessert and trying to find an excuse to get away from my kids so I can eat it alone. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I did. Speaking of snacks, um, I don't know if it was the last episode, but Stephanie recommended the pineapple lumpea at Animal Kingdom. So, Stephanie, I have to tell you, I got it. And I love it. Good job. (laughs) So, I I have a reciprocal. However, a little bit different. Um, I got the, I had never had the tiger tail. So I did, I did mobile order. Um, We did mobile order for cosmic rays. Um, Yeah, I, I was not a fan. I, but I will say it wasn't fresh. You know, they don't, when did they start selling them at cosmic rays? This could be the problem. So it, it definitely said that it was from the Cheshire Cat. I don't know if it's a cart or a it's kiosk a little, or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they said that it came from the Cheshire Cat, but they had it stored kind of like, she may have even pulled it out of a drawer for all I know. Like, I, I remember seeing her <laughs> pick it up, but I don't remember if it was under a warmer or I, I took a picture of it. Rachel, I will send it to you. It didn't, it, it didn't even look good. Oh, no. It's like the Cheshire <laughs> so, Cat's like copycat you know, B squad. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Walmart Cheshire cat too. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I did get, I did get my, and then this is why I didn't do any holiday treats because I had to have my pineapple Olympia. You gotta get it. I I cannot get enough of that. And the night blossom, I, I think they pair really well together because the pineapple Olympia is kind of rich with the cream cheese. And then the night blossom kind of cuts through it with the tartness. And it was, like, not expensive at all. I think it was $3 yeah. and something. Nice call. Good You're call, welcome. Stephanie. And, Rachel, next time I will try it from an official kiosk and not a go. cosmic ray. Not the rip-off <laughs> version of it. No. <laughs> all right. Now that my um, food dreams are being crushed by Stephanie, let's move on. No. <laughs> uh, a few other miscellaneous <laughs> things I want to mention. So, Epcot. There's often like a scavenger hunt that's really fun for kids to do. You basically buy a map. I think it's like six or seven dollars and they have to go around in the world showcase and find a hidden character. So for food and wine, I think it was Ratatouille. They were looking for Remy for Mm -hmm. the holidays. They're doing Olaf's holiday tradition expedition. Did any of you, did either one of you see that while you were there? I did not. Um, I wish I was a good travel agent and knew about it ahead of time where I would have looked so out for it. So that's how we no, like get around the world showcase pretty slowly because we buy those maps and then our kids have to look all over each um, country's pavilion to find them and then we'll get food or drinks or shop, you know? Uh, so it's a really good way for parents to just leisurely go around the world while the kids stay entertained. And then they get a prize mm-hmm. at the end when they complete the map. My kids did do the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom this time. And that was a fun little, not traditional, and not usual free, thing right? that they do. It is free. All you do is stop at the fire station on Main Street and ask for, they give you um, a pack of cards and I think that's it. And then a map and you go to whichever land and you hold your little card up to the screen and it sends you on different adventures and the kids really got into it it was really now fun. were all of the portals operational because i know that the pirates of the caribbean line was right in front of the one window 
I'm not sure because when you get the cards, they ask which land you want to play in. So um, our kids didn't care. So they just said, okay, you can do fantasy land. So our, we were right there, like around the back of the castle. Um, okay. That area. That's cool. We haven't done that my either. kids. My kids this trip, we, we didn't hit every single country because they were getting tired and we, we were there towards the end of the afternoon. But this time my kids were doing the kid cot stops and normally the um, cast members who are the international ambassadors, they will write your child's name on their card in their native language. Um, but since right now they're, they're just having their, you know, their regular cast members, they still get the card and the sticker. And then on the back of the card is a scene that they can color. And it's um, so for the Japan Pavilion, it's Daisy and Minnie playing the taiko drums. And so that's another kind of neat thing for kids to do and to keep them entertained while mom and dad are walking around, especially during the different festivals. And that one's free as well, right, Stephanie? It is. And so they, at the first stop, last year the bags had little handles on them. This year they didn't. But at the first stop, they can pick up a Ziploc bag that has uh, a graphic, it looks like a suitcase. And then they can store all of their cards inside their little suitcase Ziploc bag. Cool. A couple other moving on. I just want to hit a couple of these real quick. Um, miscellaneous like holiday things. There is the first time in forever show, which is the frozen sing along. There's some seasonal touches that get added with the holiday songs. So that one that are really super cute. And then I saw that Epcot has a lot of different festive music going on. So like the Jaminators, the voices of Liberty are back. It looks like, and then did you see them? Yes, we went there. I love them. Yes. And I also wanted to mention for all these shows that we're mentioning, um, Disney has taken precautions. We're, they're not filling the auditoriums to capacity. Usually they have every other row blocked off. And then also on the open rows, it's every four seats. So if your party is more than four people, you might take up two of those sections. Um but they're doing a good job of keeping everyone. And at out. the, um, the, the little, oh my gosh, what is wrong with my brain tonight? At the little auditorium um, pavilion where they normally do the Eat to the Beat series, I don't think they're allowing anyone to sit in there, but they're still having live music just coming out as you're walking by. As you're walking okay. By. Okay. Did either of you uh, see the joyful, a celebration of season, the season and it's R&B gospel contemporary? Did you see that one at Epcot? No, when I was there, it was um, like a okay. Latin group. So I don't I know. They kind of I did not see it. Okay. I wonder. That looked like a new one to me. I hadn't heard of that one before. Okay. And then the last one I'm going to throw out there is at Disney Springs. And I do think it's worth going to Disney Springs around the holidays. You can do the Christmas tree stroll, which I love. They have, I don't even remember how many Christmas trees there are, maybe like 12 or so. And they're different themed Christmas trees. So there's like a Lion King one, a Frozen one, a Princess and the Frog one, and you have to search them out. And there's also kind of like a scavenger hunt associated with it. It's cute. That's really fun. Kind of gives the kids, again, something to do while you're trying to shop or eat or drink, whatever. 
And it's some real inspo for your own decorations at home. Oh my gosh. Tree goals for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last, but certainly not least the nighttime projections. Stephanie, do you want to fill us in on what the nighttime shows are usually like in the parks and how they're a bit different this year? So normally you're going to have your, you know, happily ever after at um, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios will have a Star Wars themed fireworks show, Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life lights up and there's projections onto that. And then Epcot has, what is the new show called? Epcot Forever? Yeah, that, transitions. I, I, I did get to see it last year and I really liked it. Um, so this year they're still trying to do something to keep, you know, keep you entertained and keep the interest in the evening. So at Hollywood Studios, they are projecting onto the Tower of Terror and they, they, they maintain that mid-century retro theme. Okay, and real and quick, then, they have the Muppets as one of the scenes that gets projected and I love that. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes, there's a Muppet scene and it's really cute. Okay, sorry. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. I'm going to have to look that up on YouTube. Um, And then at Magic Kingdom, they're projecting onto Cinderella Castle. And it's, again, it keeps in the theme. It's a very classic kind of Victorian style Christmas look onto the castle and just gives you some really good photo opportunities. They also have the lights coming up and they will uh, coming up behind the castle and they will move every once in a while mm-hmm. um right now go ahead yeah i think the castle. um no, uh, right now animal kingdom is closing <laughs> before dark so i don't know if they're doing anything at animal kingdom i saw online they were it says mm-hmm. tree of life awakening so i'm wondering if in december they're going to start maybe keeping it open a little bit later to have that happen and I would imagine that with um, crowd levels, they'll have to keep the parks open a little bit later um, as they get closer to Christmas. Sure, sure. Amber, did you want to chime in with something? Yeah, I was going to say at Cinderella's Castle, those projections, um, I think there's four different um, themes. I don't know what the right word is, yeah. but four different projections, themes, right. Um, and they mm-hmm. change about every 15 minutes. So some people stand there and watch the whole thing. We stood there for maybe uh, 20 minutes. We saw two of them, but we have young ones. So, you know, (laughs) they were not having it. They were not going to sit there for a whole hour to watch the different themes come across. But just as you're walking around, make sure you look up. Well, Right now you can find a spot on the hubgrass um, pretty much anytime you want. So, you know, grabbing a couple of the holiday snacks, you could sit and watch the show, keep the kids busy with the snacks. Well, if this doesn't yeah, make you want to visit Disney World during the months of November, December, I don't know what will. <laughs> There's just so much to do, so many special touches <laughs> added. It makes everything feel really special. Is there anything you want to add before we move on about holidays at Disney? Well, I think a lot of people just um, think of Disney as a summer destination. But just coming at Christmas, you know, normally we have the um, Very Merry Christmas party going on. Hopefully that will return next year. It's not this year. Um, most everyone knows. But when those get, um, when those come back, 
it's really a great place to come in the holidays. You know, you're not coming in the 100 degree heat of the summer and it's, you know, the temperatures are great. Like we said earlier, you're not getting that everyday summer rain. And it's, you know, I've even been chilly a couple of times. I've well, needed a jacket we were there, once or twice. It snowed on Main Street. Did that happen to you all when you were there? No, I was waiting for it. Yeah, we must have gotten lucky because I was not expecting it. And I'm like, this is really sweet. I love it during the party. So it was nice to have that happen. Now, being from Ohio, I hate snow. I know. But I think I would love it at Magic Kingdom <laughs> where it's not actually cold. Frigid temperatures and the snow doesn't turn black within <laughs> half an hour. Now, I will say that one of the things that I like and I think it's more so at the value in moderate resorts is walking around and seeing guests who have decorated their windows mm, for the holidays. You know, people really go all out. They get window clings and wreaths and lights. And it's just so much fun just to walk around the resorts and look at the different decorations through the window. Yeah. I'm not sure if we can get in this year because they're, um, I think the guards might be a little more strict on just allowing people in that are actually staying there because 2020. Um, but normally most years you guys yeah. make it a point to drive around. People do a great job decorating their campsites. I think some people come down and they're like clockwork. They stay on the same sites. They know their neighbors. They have their decorations that they put up. It is really and it's fun. really, really cute. Do you think that five years from now, if something goes wrong, we're going to say, oh, because 2020. <laughs> 2020 is going to be a curse word in the future. <laughs> I'm planning on it. All right. On that note, let's guys. transition to trivia. All right. Last week, I asked our listeners about the Disney Cruise Line's lifeboats. To recap, they're a special color, yellow, instead of the traditional orange that you see on the ships. Why did Disney want to have the yellow boats? Did either of you know this? I knew. I, I did, did not. Know. Okay. So to match Mickey's shoes... Um, and listener Shonda Minky answered correctly. So shout out to Shonda for her DCL knowledge. And Amber, you've got our trivia question awesome. this week. I do. So here's our question. In the Christmas scene of the Carousel of Progress, who impresses <laughs> the family with a score of 975 on the virtual reality I think we can game? get some winners on this one. That, that's a good one. <laughs> and if you haven't been on the Carousel of Progress, I don't know what you're waiting for because it is a classic. It is. It's one yes. of Walt's originals, so it's right, a must well, do. thank you all for listening. The Fairy Podmothers are your one-stop shop for talking tips for Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Amber, Rachel, and Stephanie are travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmark agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Please rate, review, and tell your friends. And I'll also just say that we're running a little bit of a, um, I don't know what you call it, like promotion. Yeah, we're trying to get people to review promotion? us and rate us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, then we're going to donate $1 to, um, oh, I'm blanking. I'm sorry. Make-A-Wish Foundation Make -A -Wish. for Make -A -Wish. every rating or review we get. And I just want to plug, um, just to continue with the Make-A-Wish theme, right now on shopdisney.com, or if you happen to be in the parks, I know they have it at every single park. And then for Saratoga, they had it in the gift shop in the lobby. Disney released a line of blue apparel and ears and different um, 
you know, different mugs and things like that. And the proceeds from the purchase of those blue items goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I got my blue sparkly spirit jersey. I had been eyeing it all week. And I finally picked it up on our last day. <laughs> um, but then I also, I also ended up buying another sweatshirt in that same blue color. So you just look for the blue display. And if you buy something from that, money has been donated for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And it, it's also available on Shop Disney if you're not able to get down to Florida. I'm so glad they're doing that. It's a really great cause. And I mean, it takes 10 seconds to go into um, Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Um, so we would love it. And like Rachel said, for every review that we're, get, we're getting from now until the end of the year, we'll, we'll be donating $1 to Make-A-Wish. So do something good for the kids and feel good All about right. yourself. Well, that's the end of the show and we'll see you real soon. Have you guys yes, ever done, done that? No. Right. It's so neat. <laughs>